Hey y'all, so this is Madeline. Um, we had a bit of an issue this week. Uh, the first 30-ish minutes of this episode were lost, so we don't have our normal intro, but everything else is there, and we hope you enjoy. Harper has two siblings, Sloane and Jane. Sloane is kind of a hippie. Um, she's more like a, she is definitely um, granola, mm-hmm. but she's like kind of that like Gwyneth Paltrow hippie yeah. type where she's super wealthy. She has a gorgeous husband, two mm-hmm. perfect children, and they like make their own honey or something. Yeah, something like that. And then Jane... Like to sell, like not just to eat, but like they have their own business, yeah. Jane is... (laughs) She's the best. She is the best. She's a little off. Not off. Well, she's writing like an epic fantasy novel. She is, um... She's off. She's quirky. Yes, she's quirky. Long-ish story short... (laughs) Harper comes out to her parents in like a weird. Well, her dad is running for office. Yes, her dad's running for some political office, Mm -hmm. which is why she doesn't want to come out and like rock the boat. Right. Harper eventually comes out, and they all live happily ever after. Yes. Um. Harper had a high school girlfriend, Riley, who she gaslit and uh. Riley is there. Riley befriends Abby. Abby has a friend. Uh, his name I do not remember, but but we'll call him David because he's played by Daniel yes. Levy, pretty much as the same character. Yes. Yeah. And he's just looking at this situation like, <laughs> oh, this is bad. Why did you do this? So that that's the movie. And his character and Riley. Wait, is that her name? Yes. Aubrey Plaza are pretty much the best people in the movie. Mm-hmm. Both from a like entertaining point of view and also the two of them and Jane are like the only three people by the end of the movie, basically the three of them were the only people I liked. I well, why don't I start um what did you think of the movie? In the moment, I was very confused. <laughs> I think what I learned from watching this movie is that my problem with romantic comedies is not that they're all about straight people. It's that they're romantic <laughs> comedies. I, and that's just not my genre. I would agree. I think, well, in the moment watching the movie, I was fine with it. Like the same way um, I actually watched the Hallmark Channel Hanukkah movie, uh-huh. um, which was worse than this. Oh, I would imagine. Just so you know. Um, but I will watch anything like that. Like, it's light, it's easy, but if you think too much about it, all of the lessons are so bad and disturbing, and all yeah. the people behave in such unlikable and unrealistic ways that mm-hmm. you find yourself, anytime you watch a movie like this, like, you find your, or I shouldn't say you, I should say me, I find myself rooting for the couple that's supposed to get together but also wondering why I'm rooting for that couple to get together and knowing that if I actually knew these people, I would tell them to run. Yeah. And all I wanted in this movie, I was really, really hoping 
mm-hmm. that uh, now I'm forgetting everybody's name again. The Kristen Stewart character, Abby, Abby would run away with Riley. That that yes. was the romantic comedy we were watching. That Abby thought she was in love with Harper, but then when you know she what? realized that Harper wasn't there for her, wasn't able to be true to herself, was a closet case, actually realized that she was in love with Riley. You know what? What? I think that might have made me like the movie. It would have been a great movie. I, I think, think that would have been amazing. I think just on a very surface level didn't think it was funny um (laughs) didn't not funny didn't laugh (laughs) yeah i think i mean there were parts that were cute parts that were funny the jane character that's another one like these people treat this poor woman so badly that it was fine it was like a lot of other romantic comedies um a lot of other holiday movies Mm mm-hmm and that it is... I feel like... It's almost like there are stages. Like like when we talked about Bly Manor, mm-hmm. you were happy that like nothing about the plot was about homophobia. Yes. And it's almost like the first stage of cultural acceptance is serious pictures about the mm-hmm. hatred you face. Yes. You know, when you're talking about... Um, Boys in the Band or Philadelphia, mm-hmm. like, you know, so that's the first stage is like these serious pictures where people win Oscars for standing up to the hatred. Yes. And then the second phase is like both serious and non-serious pictures where the fact that somebody is gay is a big part of the plot. Love, Simon. Love, Simon. Yeah. Right. I like that movie. I rewatched it semi-recently. Uh-huh. And what and liked it so much less. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to watch it again and and see. We just uh, that was like one of the few movies that we all saw together as a family. Yeah. Everybody I liked it. I think that what people liked about Love Simon was that it was just kind of a cute romance. Right. It, it felt like such a big deal at the time, and now it's like he's a like nerdy. Like, not not even nerdy. He's, like, a kind of shy white boy whose only problem in life is that he is gay. And that is such a big problem for him. So it's sort of like, it's like this, it's like this. It's like mm-hmm. this second phase of acceptance where it's not about homophobia or um, it's like the will and grace phase of things, right? Where Yes. It's not always serious, it's not tragic, but it's still so relentlessly focused on sexuality, on mm-hmm. who people are attracted to, right? And then it feels like there will be a third phase, which is kind of the Shit's Creek phase. Yes. Where it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And we should talk about Shit's Creek at some point. I don't even think that's on our list. Huh. Okay. But, like, you know... Where they very consciously made a show, Daniel Levy, who plays mm-hmm. the side character here, where he was gay and it all takes place in a small town. Oh, he's not gay. He's pan. Yeah. Right. And his sexuality is not an issue for anybody. Yes. And I was watching. That's, but I feel like we have to get through this second phase of Love, Simon, and The Happiest Season mm-hmm. before we can get to more of the third phase of... Yes. Speaking of mm-hmm. the third phase, 
I was watching, I, I was watching a, I was watching a streamed D&D game. Dimension 20 is what I was watching. In that setting of like a game, mm-hmm. there was a character, there were two girls, and they were like flirting with each other. One of them kissed the other one. It was very sweet. And the fact that they were two girls was just never mentioned. It was just like, yeah, this is Fig and Ida, and Fig and Ida are kissing now. And that's what's happening. And it was just, it was just like never mentioned. See? So, we're, I mean, we're getting there. I guess maybe it's not like a linear no. thing where like, okay, now, I mean, we will, there will still probably be issue movies. I mean, there was a remake yes. of Boys in the Band not too long ago. Yeah. So there will still be issue movies and and then, you know, it'll be more and more where just characters are who they are. Sort of, I mean. Specifically for this movie, a lot of people heard like Christmas romantic comedy, but with two women. And we're not picturing a coming out movie. I think that we're this movie loses a lot of the comedy it was trying to have is that what they're talking about is like a pretty serious thing right like Like it is a big deal that this woman has been lying to her partner she's been living with harper and um abby live together yes harper told abby she was out to her parents yes and just never did it And lets Abby get all the way, like, to the driveway of her house before telling them. And, like, right. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not okay. Why? And, And then they're trying to make it into, like, a funny situation. But it's not funny. But that's kind of like any romantic comedy is, like, I think this is why I struggle with romantic comedies. Yeah. Because a lot of them are like, they get into these situations and I'm like, that's not funny. That's just bad. Like, that's scary. (laughs) That's annoying. That is incredibly anxiety-inducing. What is happening here? I think that that is, yeah, that's most of where this movie's struggles come from is nothing that they're doing is like okay book smart that is a movie with gay yes. characters that is just they just are yes we discussed that um, that's the third wave schitt's creek book smart yeah is there anything else in the third wave i think that after uh, you know what now that i'm thinking about this we talked about pretty little liars pretty little liars has seven seasons emily's like sexuality comes up in one of them and it's very dramatic for three episodes and then her mom gets over her issue and it's just yeah and i mean i think it's totally normal to have a movie about high or whatever if you're dealing with high schoolers Mm -hmm. that somebody's coming out would be an issue because it is an issue for a lot of teenagers it is and i think there's definitely, there's someone's coming out being an issue and someone's coming out being their entire personality right. and character arc. 
And those are really different right. things. That's sort of like when you have an overweight character and that becomes their entire personality. Yeah. Or You can have a character who has a problem and that is fine and it's good to have that kind of representation. But that does, like, that shouldn't be their entire right. person. That shouldn't be their entire Well, it's arc. just like with the, with actual humans. Like somebody's identifiers, you shouldn't ignore somebody's identity, Mm -hmm. but you also shouldn't mistake it for who they are. Like it's part, it should inform who that person is. Like if you're writing a character or portraying a character, their identity, you know, their race, their sexuality, their physical Mm -hmm. type, whatever, that all informs who they are, but that isn't who they are. Yeah, there is, and this is getting, this is more about just gay characters in general. Which is fine, because there's really not that much to say about this movie, except we want to see a remake where yeah. um, Abby where, runs off with uh-huh. Riley and where Jane tells her family off and yes, goes and moves in and shares an apartment I will say, with the Daniel Levy character. Um. Yes, yes, that's what I was going to say is that Jane and... Daniel Levy's friendship was really great. It really was. I got a lot of joy out of that. I guess that's what I liked and found funny in like a cute way. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh, yes. There are a lot of shows, movies, media content that where there is a group of straight people and one gay person Mm -hmm. and they're all friends And the gay person is usually, like, more of a side character, I would say. And here is what I find unrealistic about this concept. Is that I do not know, I guess I I am a gay person. I do not know a queer person who feels totally 100% comfortable in a group of entirely straight people. I cannot imagine... I mean, Madeline, you sit in our family every day. Everybody else in the family is straight. Yeah, but these are like groups of friends. Like they're all best friends. Right. Well, okay. So they all. The reason that is, is because the movies are centering the experience of the straight people. Yes. It's the same way. Yeah. If the movies were centering the experience of the gay character realistically, the gay character would have a whole separate group of friends. Right. Who were also all, like, queer. Like, right. that's not, that's, like, we, we find each other and we group up and we travel well, and pass I think, for protection. I think that's true of any minority. I mean, like, yeah. you will see, equally, you'll see mo- movies or shows where everybody is white except mm-hmm. for one person. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that I have often felt that growing up where I did... I often felt like the one quirky Jewish character. Yeah. You know, and and I did have a whole nother group of Jewish friends, but I think um I think sometimes it depends on where you live, whether you have your own group of people. Mhm. And sometimes it's um just who the movie is centering, right? Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, I I think it's very true. I feel like there is a show or a movie or something where somebody makes that 
point where they're like, yeah, you know, I have other friends. But yeah, I mean, it is unrealistic to think that you would have, you know. Yeah, the idea that you could go through the entire process of realizing that you were in some way queer and fully come out and be fully comfortable with yourself and never hang out with another <laughs> queer person is right. ridiculous. Right. Right. Well, and it makes it seem like being gay is just about who you date, right? Yeah. Because sometimes in those, like Sex in the City. Well, you never probably watched that. No. It's a very old show. Um, so it's, you know, it's four straight women. And then... I'm just telling okay. you. And there's, they have one gay male friend. Uh-huh. And then they have another gay male friend. And by the end of, you know, it was a TV show. And then it had like a bunch of stupid movies and whatever. Like the two gay men who had absolutely nothing in common and totally incompatible personalities wound up married. Because hmm. in the way this show sees things, like, you just match one gay person to another gay person, and that's fine. Because you're not yeah. treating the characters like fully formed individuals. Yeah, that is... I actually think you should watch a couple episodes of Sex and the City. I think I, I haven't watched it in decades, but I think it would be very interesting to see what you think of that. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's definitely one of those where it's like, you know, there are these four women, and so people would like... Dis describe themselves as being one of these yeah women i got you anyway i think it's interesting so you know friends was either written or produced or something one of the people who was like maybe a director on friends was gay had like a lot of influence okay was gay and wrote originally wrote Chandler as a gay character and then cast a straight actor and was like never mind I'm gonna keep some of that energy but lose the actual gayness I could see that and then friends became what it is which is friends listen we should do a, an episode on like 90s sitcoms <laughs> I feel like that would be interesting. Um, Friends is just, it has the weirdest messages about being gay. It's Well, there's very little. I mean, all, there's, there's Chandler's trans father. So there's Chandler's trans parent. Um, Which is bizarrely played by Kathleen Turner. Very, it's bizarre. But then there's also... Everyone thinks Chandler's gay. Right. And Chandler is incredibly offended by people thinking he's gay. And then Ross and his uh, wife who oh, that's right because she, she was... Because she was gay. gay. I totally forgot about that. Um, Friends, the first lesbian wedding ever on TV was Friends. Huh. Because uh, Carol married Susan. You're very uh, intimately aware of plot lines on Friends, Madeline. Would you care to tell the people why that is? That is because last year, not not within quarantine, <laughs> I got very into Friends, watched 
almost all of it. Oh, I think you watched all of it, and more than once. I'm almost positive that there are episodes of Friends that I have not watched. I've watched, like, I've, I know all of the overarching plot lines, <laughs> and I have watched some episodes more than once. Sure. Sure. But I wasn't watching it on Netflix for the most part because it, like, left in the middle of this. So I was just watching whatever Friends episode was on TV. Yeah. So I am very intimately aware <laughs> of the plot lines on Friends, which I would argue a lot of people my age are. Yes, People are obsessed so. with Friends. I think what's nice about Friends, and we're getting so off track. We're so off topic, but, but go ahead. But we're just going to keep plowing sure. forward. What's nice about Friends and other shows like Friends is that they allow you to fully turn off your mind yes. in a way that I think a lot of shows, like a lot of comedies coming out right now, don't as much. Friends feels no pressure to make any sort of political statement. No. I mean, it's a very comforting, assuming that you are a um, white middle class person. Mm -hmm. Friends is a very comforting view of what your 20s would be like. Despite the like the theme song saying that how difficult it is. Yeah. It's such a lovely comforting that you will have a best friend that you will live with. And you mm -hmm. will live right near your other best friends. And you will all do everything together. And you will find jobs like... Whether you're a professional or an actor or you don't know what you want to do, you will find jobs and you will find and you will have a good sex life and a good romance romantic and then you will marry somebody suitable and live happily ever after. Yes. The whole thing is like some like Jane Austen novel. It's very comforting. These People are very easy to laugh at because they are laughing at themselves. Right. And. They're all very attractive. Yeah. And there is not a single episode of Friends that makes you think any deeper than that. No. You turn on Friends and you know it's going to be fine. No, I, I agree. It, there's a very comforting. And I think that probably that's not the best thing. And also. Okay, so. It is a fine thing if you are talking about half an hour once yes. a week or even half an hour a day. If you watch one sitcom like that a day, that's fine. So I what? Think it's, it's a problem when you dedicate a few months of your life to watching back-to-back -back episodes. Like that's where it starts to get problematic. There's nothing yeah. wrong with a show like Friends. I mean, there are things wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. There are things wrong with Friends. but There's nothing wrong with enjoying a show like Friends. Right. And there's nothing wrong, in theory, there is nothing wrong with a feel-good sitcom. Yeah. And I, I think that the fact that those exist from the past is fine. And they can continue to exist in the current state that they are in. Now, I think that if you're making a show now, you should be aware of what's happening. Like, we don't need to keep making friends. We already have friends. That's interesting. I wonder if there are any current sitcoms that are... I would say there are 
I mean, Modern Family ended, but I would say mm-hmm. Modern Family, a lot of it was, like, just goofs. Right. Um, I think a lot of, there's, like, like, a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine was just goofs. Right. And with, like, a little bit more awareness. Um, that is a good show for gay characters who are just happen to be gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiple. It's also yeah. good because there's not just one. Superstore. If you want just some fun... Yeah, but Superstore deals with Superstore is very... Superstore deals with a lot of issues. If you want comedy that deals with issues and is actually funny. Superstore is funny. Superstore. Superstore is so funny. It just ended. It's on Hulu. So funny. And also very much aware of where they are in the world. It is people working in a Superstore... It's like a workplace comedy, but the workplace is interesting. Yeah. Superstore is a great show. I think we've moved into our sitcom episode. We have. We're going to back it up. <laughs> move back to Happiest Season. I watch it. You might enjoy it. You might not. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a holiday movie. It's not going to, It's not gonna. you know, change your life or yeah. um, every, everybody looks good. Happy mm-hmm. ending. Yep. Um, some parts worth laughing at. Yeah. Some parts worth, um, you know, some things to think about. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right. That's gonna be it for us. Thank you for listening to our 11th episode. If you liked it, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Also, feel free to follow us at 35 Apart on Twitter and at 35 Years Apart on Facebook. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday when we talk about about the great gatsby Woo, we're going back we we haven't done a book in a while so that'll be good Mm -hmm. going to the roaring 20s